Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. You know, I'm uh, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Um, what, what, are you, what are you doing there, Justin? Oh, I'm I'm looking through a, a list of saints. I'm, are, are you just surfing the web? Are no, you just, like, checking out your sites? I'm, I'm trying to We're find... We're trying to do a show here. No, I'm, it, I'm trying to find a patron saint that I can identify with. But so far, I haven't found any for video games. There's none for, like people who write on the internet there's not a patron saint of podcasting um did you google saint video games saint video games of a cc no. did you really think that would work i thought i could check um but there was I, i'm not having any luck well um i can speak to this with a little bit of authority oh yes you're of of the catholic persuasion that's right and uh now i'm i don't know all the saints because there are a lot name all the saints <laughs> no, uh, I never, I never had to do that because I don't know if you've ever checked it out, but there are a lot of saints. So certainly, like a can, whole lot. Like there was, remember we had, I had that giant book of saints. Mm-hmm. It was there a was big like book. a saint for every day, but then there's extra saints for some days because there's too many saints that you they can't each have their own day. Um, there's a lot of saints. Sid, considering I that, I don't think there is a saint video game or a saint podcast or like a. Well, I mean, I don't saint, think he would change his name to saint, saint podcast. Comedy genius. I, thank you for so gosh, gosh, I'm so flattered. I don't think he would be named saint podcast. That would be a nice confluence, but <laughs> I think he would probably be this patron saint of podcasting, right? Like saint. Saint, Saint Marin, Saint Justin, Saint Justin would be fine. Patron would, Saint of Pocket. Hey, hey, maybe that should be your goal in life now. I guess I'm wondering with so many different, um, you know, so many different saints, there's certainly got to be some to spare, right? There's got to be some area I can dip into to maybe file an appeal with the big guy. And see if you can get a saint of something that you do. Exactly. A saint transfer from one department to another. Somebody that you can ask for help when you need to, I don't know, beat a level? Yes. Or write about beating a level, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That you have just described the full scope of my my job, yes. Write about beating levels. Beat a a level. Beat a level or write about beating a level. That's my whole gig. Well, there is there is one area where uh, we probably have more saints than we need. Are you familiar with epilepsy? Uh, not as familiar as I imagine I will be in about a half hour. But I'm, oh, I'm I caught on. I'm okay. I know that the Pokemon 
uh, f- caused them a lot of problems a few years back because oh, the flashing. No, that's that true. Was, that was a big issue. That's true. See, you I do, remember that. You I had a good a s- connection there. So th- this is a natural fit then. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect natural organic fit for Epilepsy me. Epilepsy is one. And then there are plenty of other things that have excess saints <laughs> to represent. Uh, but epilepsy is one that has about 40 different saints. Oh, come on, epilepsy. No. Listen, I know. It's a hard road <laughs> you have to hoe there. But, like, whoa, 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 you can't spare one for your buddy, the J-Man, there's, for games or podcasts? There's one big one. St. Valentine, actually. Oh, really? Who's the biggest, probably the number one patron saint of epilepsy. But there are... And a, you know in, he in always total, throws like, it around, too. You know, they all get to get... Well, I mean, if there's... We all do a great job, guys, but I think if you had to point to one, it's got to be me. Which isn't doesn't seem very fair, because he's kind of already got a whole thing. He's got, like, a whole thing. Why has he got to be so stingy? I don't know, but the, but there are 39 other guys. I bet you people with epilepsy are tired of hearing about Pokemon. When you think... I bet they are, too. Let's, let's try not to bring up Pokemon the rest of this Yeah, episode. okay, Sydney. I'll just go a half hour with talking, without talking about Pokemon. I... Doubt it, but let's give it the old college <laughs> it would try. Be, it'd be a great present for me, anyway. Did, did somebody suggest epilepsy? Uh, actually, yes, two people suggested epilepsy. Oh, wonderful. Both Lisa and Amanda. Thank you both so much. If you want to uh, suggest a topic for our show, you can write uh, sawbones at maximumfun.org. That's the best way to suggest if you want credit because we get a lot of tweets and sometimes we'll steal ideas from there, but like it's hard to keep track of all those. Yeah, we try to keep a running list. Yeah, but uh, you can email us there. Anyway, epilepsy. I'm assuming this is a very old... So epilepsy is it's, it's, it's extremely old. Uh, as long as we've been writing about illness, we've been re- writing about epilepsy, more hmm. or less. From the earliest written history, you, you find mentions of epilepsy. Uh, it comes from the Greek word that means to seize, possess, or afflict. I'm assuming the reasoning for that will become clear. Well, yes. And it's interesting because this... Uh, perception of epilepsy because there are so many different names this is actually if it has a lot of uh, saints it has even more names epilepsy <laughs> uh, things that it has been called throughout history and a lot of them come from the the root of um, possessing or uh, being seized by some sort of madness or evil forces a lot of the words that even today are used for epilepsy especially in a lot of Asian cultures come from that sort of root and that just simply reflects the fact that through most of its history epilepsy was seen as more of a spiritual disorder than a physical disorder i'm gonna guess that's not accurate no not accurate at all so there if you ever want to look you can find I, i actually found it it was called at one point the disease of a thousand names whoa which is great because no now technically at this point it's a thousand and one names because <laughs> you just gave it another one but uh, there are 50 recognized eponyms. There was actually a study. I'd, I would have had to buy it. It was like a real deal research paper that somebody wrote on PubMed that I would have had to purchase in order to get the 50 different names. So I'm sorry. But I found some examples. St. Valentine's Malady. Okay. Uh, Morbus Comitalis, which means disease that's of the sp- assembly that's hall. That's a spell you cast in Harry Potter to give someone epilepsy. <laughs> Morbus Comitalis. No, it's disease of the assembly hall. I don't know why. I don't know why it's. I don't, I don't know, know why I don't it's know either. It's also known as the falling sickness, which you may have heard before. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with that one. And there are lots of others. Uh, it was first written about in Mesopotamia around 2000 BC, and it was when a they were actually describing a witness seizure, 
Now, they didn't call it a seizure. They didn't know that's what it was. It was usually you would hear it referred to as a fit. Mm -hmm. You hear that a lot. So they described the person falling and shaking and at the end of it, and it was a very well-written, uh, you know, account of a seizure, but at the end they said, so clearly this person is under the possession of the moon god. Um, also known as the hand of sin. <laughs> I wanted to clarify something for myself, um, and maybe we'll talk about this uh, later, but not everybody who has seizures or everyone having a seizure is epileptic, right? Or has epilepsy, sorry. Not necessarily. There are a lot of different reasons why you can have a seizure. Epilepsy we're really using for people who have um, a seizure disorder, I think is what you'll you'll hear it kind of commonly referred to as. But epilepsy is the same idea. You have a condition in which you have seizures periodically. Mm -hmm. But if you have a seizure, for instance, because... Uh, maybe you're an alcoholic and you're withdrawing from alcohol that doesn't make you an epileptic you just had a seizure mm -hmm. okay that makes sense and seizures we we say sometimes in medicine like everybody gets one just because you've had one doesn't necessarily mean you have epilepsy it could but it doesn't necessarily um i haven't used mine yet which is quite a relief something to look forward to no, i guess that, i should clarify that doesn't mean everybody has a seizure okay got it it just means that one seizure does not necessarily necessarily mean you have epilepsy now you could and that could be the first one of many to come which is why if you have a seizure and i i guess this probably goes without saying you should go see a doctor especially if you're having one right now like what do you do listen don't listen we'll to this still, podcast we'll still be here Go get checked out. Get your priorities straight. Yeah, actually, call somebody else to take you to get checked out. Don't, you don't, don't drive. drive. Don't, don't drive. drive right now. No. Uh, so our first written account of a seizure in Mesopotamia, we thought it was the moon god, and we promptly exercised him. My guess is that it didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> it's also mentioned in Hammurabi's Code. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So shortly thereafter, about 1790 BC, it's listed as a reason that you may be owed a full refund for a slave. <laughs> Wait, if the slave has a seizure, you can, as long as you kept your receipt, you can go get a new slave. Well, as long as they have a seizure within three months of purchasing. Okay, um, fair enough. There's a time limit. There's a warranty. Basically, you've got a three month warranty on your slave on your slave. In which you can say, oh, I'm taking him back. He had a seizure. Just well, except, again, you don't know seizure. So a fit. A he fit. Had an attack. Right. The evil spirits got him. But nobody keeps the packaging, you know? <laughs> no, you cut nobody it up. keeps the warranty. Nobody keeps the warranty. Nobody keeps the packaging. Do you have He's... that in writing? No, of course not. We didn't invent paper yet. They Do you probably, have your receipt? They probably did invent no. paper. I'm no. sorry. Was maybe it chiseled like... into stone, like in the Flintstones? Maybe? I'm sure. Well, the coat of Hammurabi was, right? Yeah. Right. Or is it the Rosetta Stone? Who can keep well, it straight? Well, I mean, the, the Rosetta Stone's definitely a stone. I think Don't. we can we can definitely. All right, say listen, that. listen, sassy. It's also, a, I, I think, a language program. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I'm getting frustrated now. So, in addition to a full refund uh, on a slave policy, it also states that you can't marry if you have epilepsy, and you cannot testify in court if you have seizures. Epilepsy seizures detailed in Babylonian texts, Ayurvedic texts. A lot of it at that time is specified as a loss of consciousness. So there was a lot of confusion that anytime anybody ever lost consciousness, maybe they're having a seizure because mm. the two used to be used simultaneously for a while. Okay. But either way, uh, the idea was that it was always spiritual in origin. There something was not physical. We knew we we were certain it was something with your with your 
your state of your soul. Exactly. It was something either a uh, god is mad at you, a god of some sort is mad at you, mm-hmm. you are possessed by a demon of some sort, uh, you have moral problems, something to that effect. And the stories from the Gospels, a lot of people would probably already know that epilepsy is mentioned in the Gospels, uh, led a lot of credence to this because there were epileptics who were healed by a spiritual leader, so therefore... Perhaps it was a spiritual disease. That's specious, though, because they, they spiritual leaders cured non-spiritual diseases, too, right? Well, I Jesus think, was curing yes. everything. Welcome back, by the way, Jesus. Um, <laughs> he was curing everything, left and right. That's true. I think that they look for, they find a lot of support for it when there's one specific mention in the Gospel of Mark, when a, a tonic-clonic seizure is described very well. It's actually a really good depiction of what a tonic-clonic seizure looks like. But then it What's is a tonic clonic seizure sidebar. So like the like the shaking, like stiffening and shaking. Tonic clonic is the stiffening and shaking. Clonic tonic is the worst mixed drink you can get. Don't even <laughs> order it. You're wasting your time. But then they say that they've been uh, struck by the spirit of dumbness. Oh, like mm, don't probably like the non-speaking. Right, dumbness. right. Because right. the uh, I'm assuming, and I haven't read the incomplete description myself but i'm assuming that the patient couldn't speak at the time which is very typical of a seizure you can't speak mm-hmm. that, that would be very common so somebody laying on the ground shaking and stiffening and then not able to speak they were struck by the spirit of dumbness and then they were healed which further connected it especially as the gospels were interpreted years and years later further connected it as a spiritual disorder so what did everybody else think about it well, the Greeks took a, a slightly different view of epilepsy. They thought it was definitely something spiritual. They still were not on board with any sort of physical cause. Uh, specifically, they thought it was what happened when the goddess of the moon, either Artemis or Selene, got mad at you. So there's definitely a spiritual connection there. The goddess of the moon gets mad at you, and she punishes you by giving you epilepsy. I feel like every time I hear Selene, there's a spiritual connection. When she hits the bridge, uh, in my heart will go on. It's like, yes, I'm there. We could be a thousand miles apart, and it's like, yes, I feel it. I'm there with you. I didn't know you were such a Celine Dion fan. Maybe you should pay closer attention to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did. I also I didn't know you were looking for a patron saint. So Yeah, exactly. What do you know about me? Clearly not much. They, however... Although the Greeks did think it was the result of making a goddess angry, they did think it was also a divine malady. And they associated it with genius. So if you were an epileptic, ooh, you made Selene mad, but you're probably very brilliant. So therefore, it was called the sacred disease. Another eponym right there. So rare you find a disease that people actually are are lining up to get. They want They want that disease. This was probably bolstered by the fact that Julius Caesar had epilepsy. Very hot. Very trendy. Yeah, exactly. So Caesar's got it. For some reason, as part of the mythology of Hercules, he was said to have epilepsy. So then Caesar and Hercules both have it. It's like, who were at best? I don't know. You have to decide for yourself. <laughs> Whose seizures are the hottest? Whose seizures? Caesar seizures? That's harder to say. But maybe that's worth it. I don't know. You could, uh, because this was the conception of where seizures came from you could cure them if you were willing to spend a night in the temple of Selene 
and wait for her to come to you. Which in is in dream. Vegas. <laughs> of course. You got to pay $130 for the floor seats. It's like not even worth it. Just kidding. Totally worth it. Been there three times. Me and all the girls. Uh, uh, we try to make it up every year. Uh, highly, highly recommended at the Blage. Right. Still talking about the moon goddess, not the Canadian songstress. That is my mistake. You would think I would remember <laughs> from earlier, but that is not correct. <laughs> So if you decide to spend the night in the Temple of Selene, which sounds like a really cool like dare for somebody. Yeah, right. I dare you to spend the night. It's like the beginning of a of a uh, Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> She'll come to you in a dream and tell you how to be cured, how to be free of the, the seizures. But it's different for everybody else. You really have to put the work in. <laughs> Don't try to copy off your buddies. Your, no. your buddies, what Selene told them. No, everybody's cure is different. Uh, they, and because of this idea that it was a spiritual disorder, in addition to spending the night in a temple, you could also put up offerings to the gods. Obviously, prayer was a big component of, of your treatment, so to speak. Uh, you could also, one cure that was not spiritual in nature was to try using, drinking, eating, imbibing in some way, castor from the scent glands of a beaver. So what's castor? So it's I, it's a substance that is secreted by the scent gland, like that is that where, is in the glands of a beaver. Where do people come up with this crap? I don't know. I don't, and I don't know how you get like. Do you do you milk the milk the beaver? The come beaver here, beaver. Glands? I'm gonna milk you. This is gonna get dicey. I'm gonna Be milk careful. you to cure my epilepsy, beaver. Come here. I don't know. You had to capture a beaver, milk, milk its, its scent, scent glands, glands, right? Get that castor, and that was a treatment that. That persisted for years and years and years. Like through the Middle Ages, people were still trying out this whole. Until eventually, beavers were like, "Enough, <laughs> enough! <laughs> until it's we... not doing anything. Stop it!" <laughs> until we ran out of beavers, and that children is why the beaver is extinct today. That's why there's no beavers. That's not true. There are beavers. There are still beavers. There I'm are. glad you cleared that up, though, Sydney. I got really worried for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distress you. Do you also love the I animal? Love beavers. The beaver? uh, well, I needed. Caster from his glands. <laughs> I love it. Not for no, my epilepsy. You don't have epilepsy just don't for... be silly. I know that doesn't work. I just love the stuff. Aftershave. Brighten up a margarita. I think I found that it's used in vanilla scents and flavorings. Really? Uh-huh. So I beavers just... smell great. Now I don't don't you know what? Double check me on that. But but I think I won't I, be double checking. I was you. not looking for information on vanilla scents and flavorings, so I may have <laughs> skimmed that section. <laughs> This I, is such I, I an Google authoritative program. <laughs> this is why we say not to do anything, because sometimes my wife barely reads the internet and she thinks beavers smell like vanilla. <laughs> no, it's a side This is note. why we don't... It has nothing to do with the medicine. This is why we don't skim, Sid. We've talked about this. <laughs> so there was one Greek who didn't agree with this. Hippocrates. So a pretty smart one. What was his game? Hippocrates said, you know what? I don't think this has anything to do with gods or spirits or anything like that. I think this is a physical disease that comes from the brain. Wow. Good guess. Yeah. That was like right on. Yeah. He thought that it was inher- it was heritable, that you could pass it on through family lines, mm-hmm. uh, and that it was probably treatable, although he wasn't entirely certain how. He did think it was treatable by something other than spending the night in goddess temples. So he proposed the same kind of stuff you would use for anything back then. So a healthy diet, um, exercise, balance your humors. Sure. 
So, so various methods of excreting substances, whether it be peeing a lot, the diuretic, or puking, or bleeding. And then there were some herbal things. So All the he, classics. Right. So he didn't really have any novel treatment ideas, but he definitely was right on with his you know, theory of, of what caused it. Mm-hmm. He also uh, wrote, he wrote an entire book about the sacred disease and then changed it, changed the name. What do you, uh, what do you go with? He changed it to the great disease. Mm. Okay. Which is where grand mal comes from when we talk about grand mal seizures or generalized oh, seizures. Oh, great disease, grand mal. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. The, the crazy thing was that Hippocrates, who a lot of people put a lot of stock in, you know, back then and and to this day, we're pretty impressed by Hippocrates and his ideas. Uh, a lot of uh, nobody listened to him. Oh, good. No, he gets one right. Yeah, he was totally right, and everybody was like, "No, you know, I I know what you're saying." Yeah, we love the listen. Don't but I'm don't, gonna, the, don't get us wrong, hypocrites. We love the oath. Crazy about it. But I think I'm going to stick with the whole beaver scent gland. Thing. We're really into that right now, and it's being spiritual and everything. Like we're very much feeling that. So, <laughs> despite the fact that all you know, in ancient Greece, Hippocrates had this great idea that was totally true. For years and years after, we continue to see epilepsy as primarily a spiritual disease. The uh, there was one interesting idea that came out of uh, the Greeks, a diagnostic idea, mm-hmm. which was if you thought somebody had epilepsy, you could wash their head and then burn burn a ram horn under their nose. If after inhaling the ram horn fumes, you fall down, you've got epilepsy. I get so tired of these people <laughs> and their crazy, crazy diagnostics and cures. It doesn't make any sense, and you were just guessing. These guys make the, me sick. The Romans had a different idea. They would um, just hold a piece of jet, which is a kind of stone, under mm-hmm. your nose, and wait and see if you had a seizure. Or got annoyed and was like, stop it. You're that killing was, me. That was actually a pretty common thing that you would uh, do before you purchased a slave in the Roman in the time of the Romans. Just Kinda check like them. Kicking the tires. Kicking the tires of. or checking a horse's teeth. You would hold a piece of jet under their nose and see if they had a seizure. Because huh. uh, you didn't, you know, you didn't want to have to bother to keep the receipt and get that refund. Yeah. Uh, they, the Romans also had a, a strange idea for treatment, which we, I think, may have mentioned slightly in a previous episode. Um, the blood of a gladiator. Yeah, when did we talk about that? Mm-hmm. In the cannibalism episode. Oh, right. Of course. So the, the liver of a gladiator would do as well. Uh, and, and as we mentioned in that episode, that idea, now not of gladiators necessarily, but drinking blood or eating liver from a person, uh, that treatment plan didn't completely go away until about 1908. <laughs> okay. I can sort of get it. I, I sort of get that one. Like, that's not as crazy as that. Wait, the- wait. You sort of understand the I, cannibalism no, one. No, don't 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 misunderstand me. I I would not personally ingest the liver of a gladiator or nay even Russell Crowe. Well, how about any other human? I mean, are we just no. you're just not going to eat a gladiator? You know what? I draw the line there. I'm not going to eat a gladiator. I guess what I'm saying right now is that I get why you would see a gladiator like fighting people, crushing it. Uh, doing a great job and thinking like, oh, I'm going to eat something of his. I'm going to eat his liver or drink his blood and maybe I'll get strong too. That makes sense to me. That I can see the line the old time people are drawing. That's all I'm saying. 
That's it. I'm still going to keep one eye open tonight, I think. That's fine. I would not eat your liver. That's That was in our vows. The uh, uh, Galen also had an idea. We talk about him a lot. But that it was due to thick humors in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was one of the first to associate it with, because it was associated with the moon, the moon was often associated with madness. And so you see this theme arise again and again, that for some reason, if you have epilepsy, you also have some sort of psychiatric disease. But there's no psychiatric effects? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. There, there. If you Now, I, I, I will say this. If you read about it, there is some um, slightly higher likelihood that you may suffer from some other sort of psychiatric, like maybe depression because of epilepsy, but that they're not the same thing. They're not connected. It's not causation. No, it's not causation. No. Um, Look at me. Yes. Good job. There may be a correlation, but it is not a causation. It's not a psychiatric disease. It is a neurological disease. Got it. In the Middle Ages, when we were crazy and didn't understand anything we got worse notably in the middle ages we forgot everything that we ever knew about anything uh we definitely thought it was a sign of evil or witchcraft so in even our ideas about drinking blood didn't seem so good we just went right back to prayer fasting sacrifice things perform exorcisms that's when those all those 40 saints really came into play because what else can you do just pray to somebody just keep picking new saints i guess um, it, it's weird because in the same time period that witchcraft was seen as a big cause of epilepsy and there were actually some uh, people were burned at the stake because of epilepsy. Some oh, people who were accused of witchcraft were actually just epileptics. Gosh. It, uh, it was also, some people turned to witchcraft to cure epilepsy. So there were various like... hair of the dog, huh? <laughs> well, I think it was one of those where, yeah, sure, it's fine to point fingers and accuse somebody else of witchcraft until it's you or your kid... And then all of a sudden you're willing to go to the neighborhood witch and say, hey, you got one of those amulets that you gave the other epileptic person? Try anything. And at the time, trying anything was kind of the name of the game. There were a lot of different herbal remedies, valerian, foxglove, mistletoe, belladonna, just anything that you thought worked for something, you may as well try for epilepsy. Um, In the Renaissance period, we also added a lot of like metals to that and elements copper tin mercury silver zinc whatever just taking whatever shot in the dark we can anything Uh, that's when the human skull treatment we mentioned this before if you grind up some human skull and ingest the powder we think well that covers the brain it has something to do with the brain maybe if we eat some skull why not and uh mugwort was a very popular treatment what's what's mugwort it's a kind of flower kind of plant Mm -hmm. it's also part of absinthe Oh. Which led to absinthe becoming a very trendy treatment as well. <laughs> yeah, at least you have some laughs, right? It'll make you feel good either yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I should say mugwort was a very popular treatment at the time for everything. It was a real cure all of the time period. Yeah, they were real deep into absinthe. <laughs> they got it. Well, I mean, have you tried it? Yeah, I mean, I have. It tastes like burning. It's, it's hard. It's like, if I know NyQuil's for grown-ups, but if there was something above grown-ups... Absinthe would be the NyQuil for them. <laughs> Absinthe <laughs> is the NyQuil for grown-up grown-ups. And then it's rubbing alcohol. Right. So as I as I mentioned, throughout this time period, more and more the association of um, epilepsy with mental illness was being made. So there w- were a lot of people who suffered from epilepsy who were locked up in asylums. There was this whole idea of an epileptic personality where even when people weren't having seizures, they were seen as being... Um, 
you know, negative and angry and immoral, uh, which, of course, none of this was true, but they were diagnosed with all of this. Um, and as I said, that they all had spiritual issues, that in some way they weren't right with God, which is why this is happening to them. Um, and there were also some specialized institutions, not just the general psychiatric wards where a lot of people were sent, but uh, special epilepsy institutions where you could kind of send your family member if maybe you didn't want to acknowledge them. Jeez, we them really there. have not done well by epileptic people. No, not at all. Well, we had we had no idea, and it's and it's if you've ever seen a seizure, it, they're scary to watch, and I can see where if you don't understand anything, it would really frighten you, mm-hmm. and you may think oh my gosh, this has to be a punishment from a higher being because I've never seen anything like this in my life. Well, and there is something about it that is weirdly, um, I mean, not to be cruel, but it it, it, it is dehumanizing to watch. I mean, you, the person mm-hmm. does not see, they're not in, in acting on any sort of human impulses in the moment, and that can be really disconcerting if you don't know the cause. Right, they have no control. And that was very frightening to watch, um, which is why so many people uh, confused it with possession you know, time and time again, that something else was in control of them. Um, And because of this, it has been stigmatized all throughout history. Uh, From the earliest days when we thought it was a spiritual disorder and we thought people had, you know, upset gods to, you know, even as recently as, you know, 30 years ago. Yikes. Um, We thought it was contagious for a long time. And so even in the early church, people with epilepsy had to sit segregated from everyone else. They couldn't share the communion cup. They couldn't touch any holy objects because they thought it would they would desecrate them. Uh, If someone with epilepsy touched you, you were supposed to spit on the ground so that the demons couldn't pass from them to you. No offense. No, no offense, but I've got to spit real fast. Just let me you spit real me. fast because you did touch me. This Just one second. Expanded to an idea that came along in Germany in the 13th century that you could even get it by somebody breathing on you. So if an epileptic were to breathe on you, you had to spit on the ground. Ugh. So I guess if they walk down the street, everybody's just like spitting, which is really great as we're moving through all these years where tuberculosis was a big problem. But that was a long time ago, right? Right. Well, unfortunately, um, this persisted, these different sorts of laws. uh, For instance, in the UK, until 1970, epileptics were not allowed to marry. Yikes. That's right. Um, And there are still some areas where, uh, in India and and China, where it could be grounds for you to refuse to marry somebody if you find out they have epilepsy, although there aren't laws against it. Um, In the United States... It was a state-by-state law, but the last state actually repealed their ban on um, people with epilepsy being allowed to marry in 1980. Oh, my God. That's right. That's horrifying. And in the 1950s, epilepsy in the U.S. could be used as justification for forced sterilization. Oh, my God. People with epilepsy, I'm sorry. They, They really benefited from, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act and all of the, um, the ways that we've finally stopped discrimination against people with disabilities because until the 70s you could deny people with epilepsy a job you could deny them entry into your restaurant you could deny them entry into your theater people with epilepsy listen on behalf of people without epilepsy i want to say i'm sorry i owe you an apology if you have epilepsy and you see me in public i want you to walk up to me and demand your apology because i on behalf of my ancestors that did not have epilepsy i I'm very sorry, and I owe you an apology. 
I, I would echo that because it's, it's really a crime. We knew that it had something to do with brain electrical activity as far back as the 1930s when Hans Berger invented the EEG. And it led to a much better understanding of, of the root cause of the disease. We had treatments with medications that worked like phenytoin in 1938. Dilantin, an old, you know, an old, old seizure medication. It was approved by the FDA here in the 50s. So we've known that it was a physical disorder from the brain since way back then. And now we have, you know, tons of different medications, of course, that can treat epilepsy. But even to this day, uh, you will find studies where they see in like classrooms, for instance, teachers have more negative views of children with epilepsy than children with other chronic disorders like maybe asthma. And I think it's just that stigma that's been around since, you know, 2000 BC, unfortunately, in some ways persists today. Ugh. I know. It's a really sad thing. It's terrible. So I thought I'd tell you about some famous people with epilepsy to make you feel better. Okay. Tell me. So Tell I already mentioned people who Caesar. beat the odds. Alexander the Great. All right. Handel. Okay. Joan of Arc. Cool. Van Gogh. Wow. Dostoevsky. Nailed it. And Gershwin. Fantastic. Good job, and everybody. there are many, many others. Many others. Uh, so thank you to all of you people with epilepsy that managed to succeed despite society trying to apparently just like really mess you up all the time constantly I know. i'm sorry for your raw deal don't let them hold you down and if anybody comes at you with a beaver just run yeah you don't deserve that <laughs> no. uh thank you everybody tweeting about the show we're at sawbones on twitter uh thank you to uh lens liquor Corey dutson mommy chatter uh katie lorraine uh caitlin garriger garringer sorry uh kevin rushing andrew Breza, devin bug Teresa kern jd harper libby knight Tin Todd, Saria the Cat, Amy Clark, Barnhart, Megan Schuler, Layla, so many others. Uh, thank you so much. Again, if, if you want to tweet about our show, you can use the link to our program, uh, Uh There's a lot of other programs on the Maximum Fun Network, which is where that link will actually take you, like uh, Judge John Hodgman, Jordan Jesse Go. Stop podcasting yourself. Uh, the Goose Down, Lady to Lady, Ono Ross and Carrie. My brother, my brother and me. These are all, if you like our program, I guarantee you'll like. I, I would highly recommend Ono Ross and Carrie. They go into more like modern stuff than we do, but uh, similar vibe, and I think you, you would enjoy it. And Justin's much. on at least one other show. Yeah. At least one of the ones we've mentioned. Yeah. So find it. Good luck. Figure it out. Listen it, to them all and see which one it's it is. It's just an egg hunt. Um, and, uh, that's going to do it for us. I believe thanks to taxpayers for letting us use their song medicines in the intro and outro of our program. And uh, until then, that's going to do it. Please join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Sawbones. Until then, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.